Hi there, I'm Anna and welcome to Topical Punch. The show where my co-host Scott Russell and I pick topics from the punch bowl and have a chat. Each week we bring a new theme to the show, so you can expect a different discussion every episode. Be sure to follow us on all socials and rate and review the show. And if you want to be part of the discussion, reach out to us with any themes or topics you'd like us to cover. Now let's dive into this episode of the Topical Punch podcast. <laughs> We're off to really, a rocky start. Really solid start here at Topical Punch. This is the second time we've tried to start the episode. Russell doesn't know what the 27 Club is. Right, yes. Don't blame it on me. Scott's going to pull up the freaking thing fast enough. Basically, 27 Club is this group of celebrities who have unfortunately passed away. Um, but the commonality is that they were all 27 years old. Uh, and there's a conspiracy theory that there was a jazz musician years ago who passed away at the age of 27, um, but he supposedly had sold his soul to the devil. I'm guessing his name was Robert Johnson. Yes, probably. Was he a blues musician? One of the Delta yeah. Blues' uh, most celebrated and singular talents. Yes. So he sold his soul supposedly to the devil to gain fame really quickly. Um, Jimi Hendrix is on this list. Yes. So, and then un- Janis Joplin. Unfortunately, um, he passed away, and supposedly that's the devil taking his payment. Um, you reach stardom really quick, really soon, uh, and then you die, which is quite common with these celebrities like Amy Winehouse, like Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, uh, Jimi Hendrix, you know. That's, um, I'm sure there's a supernatural episode about this. I remember recalling. Oh, yeah. So yeah, more than likely. Um, yeah. You know, another <laughs> another interesting, but not. I don't think part of the 27 Club, but um, would have been, could have been part of the 27 Club. Elvis's grandson passed away last year, Benjamin Storm, and he um, oh, was like the spitting image of Elvis, which is interesting if you look him up. Damn. Benjamin Storm, Preston, Kurt Cobain, like different. this this list, man. Like Amy Winehouse, this shit goes on. Yeah, like there is a lot. There's also uh, a connection between them. They all had like a white bic lighter in their pockets. Yeah, and all the yeah. Rest of it. Like, white really, lighters are bad luck, supposedly. Yeah, like there's there's a it, it's almost like a calling card. It's really weird. You should look it up. It's pretty interesting in the whole celebrity realm. This whole Twenty Seven mm. Club, uh, well, it's a it's a conspiracy, right? It's yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Yes, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, episode 27 is going to be about influence and inspiration because we're all, you know, bleeding hearts at, at heart. So we start with question number one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone you look up to that you'd love to meet. What would you ask them? I'm going to say this dude's name once every three episodes. Miles Kennedy. <laughs> From Alter Bridge. Um, and I would ask him to mentor me in the ways of music and how to have such a strong four octave voice like he does. Um honestly, that would be it. No, I would I would I would ask him many questions, all of them centered around uh the industry and uh and also just his approach on songwriting, because I find it so so very masterful, especially in the the Mayfield Four and early Alter Bridge era. Mm. Uh, man, that dude just had a spark that oh man, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, the later Alter Bridge stuff, um, I don't. I, I love Alter Bridge, but it sounds a little bit more. Um, what's the word? Like not overproduced, but it sounds like there's a bit more hands in the pot mm. at the moment. You know what I mean? Whereas one day remains album like that was those guys mm. it's just four dudes writing songs writing whatever they wanted to do same with blackbird and then after that you know more hands in the pot but that would be mine mm. Russell? mine's a mine's an easy one um i mean not easy because you can name like a dozen people that you would want to meet and ask questions for but this person has been a kind of a constant influence in my life over the last five five six years and it's very interesting because he himself, he's a content creator, YouTuber, streamer, whatever you want to call him. 
but over those five years, it's interesting to kind of see him grow into a spot where, into a kind of, not celebrity spotlight, but into that sort of limelight where, you know, it's, you're seeing someone's journey of somewhere you could possibly want to be. So this guy's uh, name is uh, Tio. He's a, uh, yeah, he's a variety streamer and content creator, but I think the best way to kind of sum him up is that like, he kind of just like a lot of the people who uh, have made it really successful um, over the years. He's one of those people that just did what he loved and just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and just had a natural pull to him, had a good friends around, had a good personality and to reach where he is now, if I were to meet him, kind of want to ask about his, like his mindset because he did it for years, even before he took off. Like, oh yeah, you can hear the same story from PewDiePie here from a lot of, a lot of content creators. Um, but like, I would really want to sit down and talk to him about like his approach to things, his balance. Does it mean quitting your full-time job than doing this? Did he do that? Or did, you know, that's kind of the questions I would ask just to see if I could follow that same journey. Nice. Very nice. I suck. I wrote this, qu- this question and I have no idea. That's the trend. That's actually, we have to that stick is- to that. <laughs> I literally, like, I think of like people I would want to meet, but they're not necessarily like an influential person in my life like I don't really like I can't I just can't think of any anyone I'd love to meet like you know certain people like maybe the queen of confidence and I just ask her like where she gets her fierceness from but there was a reason I bought her book (laughs) like that's to find that out yeah that's (laughs) that's two different things though that's a reading a a you know reading a biography sort of versus dynamic conversation that mm. you could you know you might be able to get different stories that she's not going to put on a fucking published book yeah you know what i mean yeah I i've had like i've had some one. interaction with her though which is pretty cool so. that's, that's awesome yeah erica from america all right next one um okay this is also a very nice one uh and i think it it, it, it bends the rules but it, it's still kind of uh, into the idea of inspired um, what was a moment of humanity that restored your faith in it? So inspire in the sense of like you saw a random act of kindness or whatever it is to you, but it's, you know, you saw it and you're like, you know what? Humans aren't that bad and maybe I can be a little bit better. So Definitely not what's going on in our studio. No, at the definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> My Instagram feed is bombarded with this tradey bullshit going on yeah. in the city. <laughs> kick it off Russ because uh, I'm going to need a moment to think for sure uh, um, I mean I think I'm the kind of person that kind of looks for that faith to be constantly restored That's that sounds depressing that it needs to be constantly restored but no it's just one of those things that like seeing people go out of their way whether it's treating animals with kindness or other people um, I don't know something I'm, I, I'm always on the lookout so I can't pinpoint one specifically um but i always do recall i can't remember where it was i'm pretty sure it was here in the city um it was kind of like that time where that trend when people were like filming themselves giving things to the to the homeless mm-hmm. and around that time you know people i just i don't know maybe my inner circles or circles at the time were discussing all that like you know what does it mean to really like give do you need to be witnessed and you know whatever else and it was a really weird time where I saw this um, one page, this Melbourne page, talking about a guy that carries a carrot, like a huge carrot on his shoulder. Have you seen this guy? I've heard no. about this guy that walks around the city. So he's got this weird cult following because literally wherever he goes, wherever he walks to, he carries, I think it's either a giant vegetable or a carrot. Now, so stupid. I understand that has nothing to do with restoring humanity. But once, um, once I read up on him and he, he, I think I either got interviewed or asked the question about why he did it, it's because he said something along the lines. It's just like, well, look, it doesn't cost me anything to hold this giant inflatable carrot. But if I can walk around, distract people, give them a moment to just focus on something out of the ordinary and just happy, if it's just a moment I can give them, that's pretty good. So mm, that's, that's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. That's nice. Um, Mine would be going to, there's a lot of small ones, um, I would imagine, but nothing that I, nothing that really goes, ah, yes, that one time I saw that dude jump out of a moving car to save someone. No, but uh, going to uh, animal shelters, Mm. those will always make you feel 
cuteness overload for starters, but also like these people work and they do it for free. They do it for nothing. They do it for the love of the animals. They do it to make sure that these animals get put into a good home um, that, you know, all this, all this money and all these, all these awesome donations and and stuff like that do, um, do sort of, uh, in, inspire that for sure. But going there and seeing all the care that gets, you know, um, and you may think, oh, they're all in cages and all the rest of it. Well, it's either that or they're out on the streets, you know, they're out getting, you know, beaten up or kicked to the side of the road or, or whatever it may be, you know? So that's, um, that's that's a big one that, that that definitely comes to mind. But also, um, uh, all of these. Uh, so my mate Ashton is a uh, is a brand ambassador for uh, things like uh, the Shaka Project and Soldiers United and all this stuff that revolves around um, depression and anxiety and all this stuff, mainly in men, um, because it's not that it gets overlooked. It actually, there's you know, there's quite a lot more. Um, awareness about it now but just these just these companies these um you know these very small almost independent businesses that do all this for men's mental health and and you know making men accountable and 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 you know inspiring them to be more than just what they believe they are sort of thing and Mm. things like that you know i know that's two massive extremes but um those are the ones that come to mind is just seeing people doing good when they really don't have to yeah you know like um, soldiers united for instance is like a merchandise brand they could just sell cool merch they don't have to donate proceeds Mm -hmm. but they do um those people don't have to dedicate just their time and not get compensated for it but they do Mm -hmm. and that's really cool yeah i love seeing like facebook is a place where you see a lot of negative stuff but Lately, there's been a lot of good posting on, especially in community groups. Um, I think a month or so ago, I saw a lady who basically like posted a massive thanks to someone who had seen her son struggling, who had special needs, um, struggling out in public, wasn't able to communicate effectively with like a shop clerk or whoever. And she just wrote this long message like saying, thank you so much. Like he struggles with this. Like you really didn't have to stick up for him basically. The shop clerk got really frustrated with him, um, was quite rude and abrasive to the to the boy. And the boy ended up just like closing down. And this guy came in, helped out, just said, hey, how much is it? Paid for it all and let the kid go on his way without um, having to pay for whatever he was purchasing. Um, stuff like that where like people can identify that someone is in need right then and there. It's quite it's I know for myself and this is just like a confidence thing for me personally I find it really hard to interject into a position where there's someone else who's in need of backup a stranger or otherwise because I don't know what that situation could evoke because I have witnessed the other side where someone steps in and a punch gets thrown and someone ends up getting hurt. Mind your fucking business man don't yeah exactly don't give me handouts yeah but seeing especially on marketplace and or on Facebook rather uh, people going out of their way and saying like, you know, thank you to so-and-so who, you know, haven't seen you in a while, but thanks for picking me up when you saw me standing out in the rain kind of stuff like that. That is like someone taking time out of their day that they didn't need to, to make someone's life a little bit easier. Mm. Um, and like wherever I can, I sometimes do that too. If I like head to the shops and I see one of my mom's neighbors who doesn't drive, I'll say, Hey, I'm going to mum's. Like, did you need to drive home? Um, little random acts of kindness like that, I think are really important in restoring people's faith in the community as well. Um, especially now with what's going on, like people are so outwardly focused. They're not so, I guess, in the moment focused. Mm. So yeah. Nice. Next one. Pick it. It's getting a bit heavy, isn't it? Yeah. I'd it's not supposed to be heavy, but you know, I feel it's my not lovely. <laughs> um, oh, name one thing slash person who sparked your current inspiration. Current? Oh. How so? So like something that you're currently interested in, you're like, oh, or like it's because of this or because of that. Hmm. Something you've just recently gotten into. 
<laughs> uh, ooh, okay. Yep, you would need to take this because okay. that's your question. <laughs> and I will have to think. So a thing or a person that sparked. Right now, I'm more, this is so sappy, I'm more into self-care and, you know, devoting some time to myself because um, while we're in lockdown, I've got all the time in the world to dedicate to myself. So um, it's not necessarily a thing or a person. It's just more so a decision that I made for myself um, to actually explore certain aspects that I haven't been able to do previously, like baking and like art. I've been coloring. Like I got a coloring book. I painted with numbers, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, getting creative, doing something that's different. Because you're not a creative mind. Like by oh default, God, right? no. like you're, <laughs> you're very default to the, yeah, that sounded really bad when I said it. <laughs> well, what I mean is, is that Anna is, is definitely more the analytical side of the brain, all science, all, you know, schematics and everything is, you know, everything is fucking numbers and data and all the rest of it. Whereas My. I'm the opposite personally, but being able to unlock that side that that creative element also through doing this you know you mm. do video editing now and that's not something that you've ever really done before mm. yeah. unlocking that sort of that side of the brain really yeah nice. well that's the thing i started like when lockdown started last year i was like i'm gonna paint and i bought all this stuff and i tried to paint and i was like literally nothing comes to mind nothing it's crickets and tumbleweed in my brain so, um, yeah, that's kind of something. What I imagine you start like painting a spreadsheet or something, you know? Like, well, that's the thing. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing art. Maybe I should just like get a word search book or a Sudoku. That sounds more <laughs> like you. <laughs> that sounds a lot more like you. <laughs> um, current inspiration. Um, uh, boys in the band, Thick One Thin Line, we've uh, been doing kind of weekly if not fortnightly zoom catch-ups um and i had this this like fire about you know the band and all that all that was to come every single time we we're in the in the prac room and and we can't do that now and we just sort of didn't really see each other for a while you know probably upwards of a month maybe even two and then we started doing these zoom sessions and they started to become a bit more of a a hype around what we're doing you know there's another song coming out soon there's another you know there's another two songs in the works another one that's getting actually there's three songs in the works so like we're finally getting some traction because we just sat on our asses and did nothing you know we had a gig or we, sorry we were this ready to be able to book a gig and um the fucking lockdown happened so what can you do but there's there's finally this uh this reason to be excited, this reason to be inspired by what we do again, because there's stuff on the horizon. There's, there's, there's things very close. Um, so that would be my current sort of, that would be my current inspiration right now is just, you know, while we've got this momentum in the band, you know, behind the scenes and on our own, like we're, we're super fortunate each of us to be able to do our own aspect of what we do on our own in our houses you know whether it's my studio chris's studio nate's studio like you know we all have our own space so it's uh it's nice to have something else to look forward to band wise again so that's that's mine um for me it's 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 recent enough in the sense that obviously with um going into pokemon that was the start of uh lockdown so the start of 2020 i see a smile being cracked by anna but yes that is recent no i'm okay can i can i actually i'll let you finish and then i'll tell tell a funny story <laughs> okay yeah sure um but no in terms of recent i think specifically because i'm becoming a little bit more uh active i'm like yeah i would say more active on on other social accounts especially like tiktok you get exposed to other people who use the hobby in different ways so whether we sellers small business owners there's it's not just people opening cards but it's yeah it's a whole kind of ecosystem around it um so recently and be, i will shout him out his name's i think his name's wesley but um he's a, the asian buff seller or something regardless he's some uh dude in, in the us and i i pick him as a recent inspiration because as someone who's got a lot in his plate he's like applying to like dental school but at the same time, he's, he's like running a reselling business. He's making content. 
He's hit like 10Ks like recently. So he's part of creative fun. And just kind of watching him go through those motions and knowing the fact that he's very much hustling. Um, seeing that has kind of inspired me to kind of like, yeah, rethink the stuff I do with my hobby and just you know, investments in general. So he's he's really not that well known. Obviously, you guys, you know, it's just not. Um, but I will shout him out just because seeing someone who's definitely at a younger age than me pull all the stops out and really hustle. Yeah. Gives me um, some wind under my wings. Mm-hmm. But what is that funny story? Okay. So I had a dream last night. I'm currently oh. watching Once Upon a Time. So everything's like very like Disney princesses, princes kind of thing. But the setting was, mm-hmm. and I told Scott this story this morning, but didn't describe it in full. We're like in this castle kind of thing. And all of a sudden my mom appears and she's like, are you hungry? Do you want lunch? And I was like, yeah, I'd love some Maccas. And she goes, okay. And she brings me back a happy meal. <laughs> and for some reason we're in the middle of a food court suddenly and it's like the three of us are there and my mum is gone and I'm as I'm eating my chips in the Happy Meal comes a packet of Pokemon cards and yeah. you say to me hey can I have your Pokemon cards because I know you don't need them and I look you in your face and I say you can have them for 50 bucks <laughs> And you're like, okay. And you like start reaching into your pockets to get 50 bucks. And I'm holding them up. Like I'm holding them up like this, ready to give them to you. And Scott reaches over with some kind of lighter and lights it on fire. And it's like a puff of smoke like the magicians use. <laughs> what are you dreaming about hurting my feelings? Wait, what is, why would and I then, Wait, and then, and then it literally like it ashes onto the ground and you start crying. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking whack dream. First of all, the most unrealistic part of that dream is you eating Maccas. Yeah, no shit. Not the castle, not the Pokemon cards, <laughs> not anything. The fucking Maccas. Oh, my dreams are fucking weird. What That's a, a whole weird... other episode. Yeah, so. dude. What, like, <laughs> she texted me this paragraph this morning and I was way too, like, busy at work to even register how fucking weird it was <laughs> yeah that's, that's rad that's one hell please of a dream my <laughs> yeah, please treat them nice so funny i'm no, but- sure Macca's pokemon cards you know i mean there may be some exclusivity to them 10 years later anyway um you want to start the discussion scott <laughs> please do not no uh who okay who would you say has influenced your sense of humor comedian actor friend etc um i listen to a lot of comedy podcasts a lot and i i do that thing that you you know used to do as a kid uh russ you probably heavily relate to this where you watch the superhero movie and you've uh, you walk out after absorbing all of their traits. You go, I'm oh, fucking yeah. Spider Man now. I'm fucking Spider Man. Watch me be Spider Man. That's me with comedy podcasts. Yeah, hundred percent. I will fucking absorb anything from Crystalia, Theo Von, Brian Callen. Probably two of those is probably not good to absorb currently in their situation, but that's fine. You know. Um, Wow, Crystal Lee is making a comeback. Crystal Lee is making a comeback, but there's a reason he has to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Callan. Uh, love him, supported them all the way through. Um, you know, but whenever I, yeah, I don't know. I fucking love comedy. I like to think that if I, that if I wasn't so fucking headstrong on on music, I feel like I'd like to branch into that realm. I don't think I'm anywhere near as funny to even think about that, but I like to think that that would be an area that would be it's still performing in a way right it's still it's again like i said last week fucking stand-up comedy uh singing on stage and then um public speaking um but i do i don't know i do love a lot of comedy podcasts mm. so that would be one that is so true that you absorb because the whole chris lea's whole bit is to do like eh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's chris yeah. scott yeah. does that all the time i love a good <laughs> It's good. it's good. Anyway, Russ. What was the question again? Uh, oh, gosh. Anna, who, it's over there. Who would you say has influenced your sense of humor? Comedian, oh actor, God. friend, etc. One of my favorite quotes is, you know how like 
and this sounds deep, but this is probably the best way to get into it. But like you're nothing of me is original. I am like a summation of like everyone I know. Yep. For me, when I think about my humor, not it's it's a cross between some weird version of Borat and like <laughs> every other piece of Careful funny now. friend I've had in my life. Yeah. Careful now. You say Borat. Huh? Careful. Kazakh pride, baby. Why? He's not even Kazakh. I know. The fucking movie He's was a filmed. Fictional character, correct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking thing was filmed in Romania. Come on, guys. <laughs> that I didn't know. Um, but yeah, no, my my humor so like, I I think as a team, if I would think about like you know the core years of building your comedy blocks, I think I was very much inspired by. Um, why am I giving him a call out now? But he's the first one that comes to it. Yeah, my old mate Lionel from uh from high school, Lionel. Well, yeah. You know who Lionel is. Yeah, I know who Lionel uh, is. Yeah, okay. I met Lionel. Uh, Lionel was so uh, effortlessly likable and effortlessly humorous. Like he had that kind of like cool where he didn't need to try to make you laugh. You just laugh, not at him, but like laugh with him. And I always kind of admired that. It would never, something like that, like didn't come easy to me because I had a personality that was just like, yeah, I'm not saying I tried hard or anything, but like, it wasn't to that same level of effortness where you could just walk into the room and just make people smile. Um, so it was less about humor and more like a, an approach to making people w- warm, feeling warm and welcome. But that's till this day, I think about how I act and like, you know, when I slow down and try to make people laugh, it's more about making them feel warm rather than trying to make them laugh. So that's Lionel probably, has yeah. like this swagger to him though. Like he's just like, he's cool. And he doesn't give a shit and he can just, he can have, like, he's just that guy, you know? And he's really funny. But, yeah. Me? It's been a couple of years now, though. Me? Scott knows this answer. That's him. <laughs> oh, me. You're fucked then. <laughs> no, because, like, I think before I met Scott, I was quite serious. Like, I could make jokes. But when I got around Scott and your brothers, that just accelerated all of my like my comedy hit like steroids i'm just trying to think who my brother's comedic inspiration is and i'm pretty sure it's satan (laughs) (laughs) your brothers it's it's like a family thing like you your uncles are funny your brothers are fucking hilarious funny my mom's funny parents are funny like it's just in your genes you're funny too are you kidding me the only person that can ever make me laugh to the point where i'm almost wetting myself or i've almost developed a full six-pack is scott literally every (laughs) night we probably like we mess around and we crack jokes and we you know hang shit on each other but at the end of the day (laughs) like (laughs) i make him laugh and he makes me laugh so good that's that it's just i always say i think we have to at yeah, the moment yeah because of how fucking ridiculous <laughs> the situation is but, but in yes. general like i crack jokes like i never would have cracked some of the jokes or gotten some of the memes that you there guys is send no me. fucking way that i could see you cracking some of the jokes four years ago yeah that you right now <laughs> right? So that's, yeah that's like true. i'm unfiltered like you should not say that in in when people say black comedy, like it's up there. I'm not as extreme as your brothers. God no, no God, one will ever be. No. I fucking can't <laughs> wait to get them on, just so all this gets validated. We're gonna yeah. have to put explicit in the title as well. We're like, gonna have very yeah. explicit yeah, podcast. Yeah. There's gonna have to be bleeps for sure. Oh, anyway, so good. Yeah. <laughs> next next question. question. Oh, that's me. Uh, Flair. Alrighty, what is Okay, this is a cool one. It, it's sort of a spin on the uh, previous question we had, but you know we could skip it if not. Um, what is a person slash celebrity um, that has inspired you from outside your interest? So, mm. in the sense of like, it, it could be, for example, I'm also just tell you mine, and then you'll know. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's it's obviously the last two years. Entertainment's been a lifesaver. So. Uh, been able to catch up on shows and watch shows I wouldn't have previously. Um, so it's kind of found a new admiration for acting. Not saying I'm going to pick up acting anytime soon, but given that was one of the, my um, I don't know, childhood dreams, uh, being able to see the likes of, I don't know, from anyone to like Brad Pitt to Cillian Murphy, um, but like one person like in particular, 
I kind of have to put it as Cillian Murphy just because I'm watching Peaky Blinders at the moment. But watching him and understanding the fact that I have no idea the methodology that it comes to really embodying a character and bringing that character home with you or leaving it at the doorstep and whatever it entails what it means to be an actor, seeing that and understand that they're not just celebrities, they are artists in their own right. I think that really inspires me to appreciate the art even more when I watch it. So, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, there'd be this whole like mask thing that you'd have to try and like incorporate, right? Like these, because, you know, in singing, sometimes you have these masks sort of thing that it's more of a classical technique as far as I know, but different meaning in acting, but you would, you would very much need to take that literally, like you're leaving this character at the studio um, or else you'd go fucking insane. Imagine trying to constantly be someone else in that sort of, you know, that, that method, that, you know, almost like physical where, you know, he is, I don't know the character he plays, but, you know, like Heath Ledger with the Joker sort of thing, you know, like you got to respect the fact that this man locked himself in a hotel room to become the Joker. You know what I mean? And these these other crazy. He bought a straitjacket as well. I'm pretty sure. Doesn't surprise me. You know these mm. these these crazy examples of like actors like that's like that's huge. You know, and makes you think that <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It's it it's a whole other world. Mine mine's like, again, still sort of in my interests. You know, acting and film is you know they they kind of go hand in hand. Mine would be dancers dancing. I oh, don't know how the fuck they do it. <laughs> I have mental rhythm. I have rhythm here. I have rhythm in like my arms and legs for drumming. Um, I have I have rhythm in every other way except my whole body. I can't move the individual parts of my, no 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 you can. no no yes no I can't move I've never the individual yeah don't ever want to you don't ever want to trust <laughs> me. It's like watching someone uncomfortably shit themselves while trying to no. walk. Like it's awful. You're actually a good dancer. Not true. Now, you you are. We went dancing on our second date. You let are. Let me finish my story. <laughs> I'm not a good dancer. You are. My story. I'm telling it. <laughs> <laughs> you know my name, Anna. Not my story. Now, I don't know how they do it. Um, I used to follow this Korean dance group uh, of which the head of it was a girl called Sorry Na. Fucking amazing. I don't know how the hell she did it versus how she ran this studio and, 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 and choreographed not only herself, but like 10 other people in the back. But I was, I was into like tech nine and like Chris Calico and all of these, um, all of these strange music headliners um, once upon a time. And they would they would do a couple of choreographies to this to, to these songs. That's how I discovered them, and I didn't realize how much it made me want to be more musical and do more stuff in the music realm. Not become a dancer by any means, but just seeing another form of music outlet or creative outlet made me want to do mine more. Mm. Um, mm. So in the same vein, similar to yours, Russ, but a different. Uh, different approach mm. for sure it's true it, it does like you don't like saying hey, i'm not going to become an actor tomorrow but like you think about that kind of gravitas i want to bring to the podcast i want to bring to my personal life just like seeing how like yeah it's a fictional character as opposed to you know a dance group that exists in real life but seeing that kind of work ethic and what it means to like really encapsulate in one thing mm. you know like one character one aspect it's something that you can derive and put it into into your own personal yeah. life, and it's like what that's do with your inspirations or not. So. It's like those people are awesome, um, you know, uh, compilations on YouTube. All these people doing these crazy physical, yeah. mind boggling activities. You're not gonna, you know, it doesn't make you want to jump out of a plane without a parachute like some of these crazy motherfuckers, but it still makes you want to be like, oh fuck, like I could I could do something like that in my own life, you know. Makes Whether you want to live. It makes you want to do cool shit. So yeah. Mm. Anyway, what's yours, babe? Yeah, oh, I didn't answer one. the question. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? 
Um, what is a person slash celebrity that inspired you from that inspires you, but outside your interests? Oh so gosh, that's hard because I don't really follow anyone outside of what I'm currently into. Mm. Um, actually, I went through an unfollow spree of a lot of people who I just like wasn't relating to at the time. Um, I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of, I guess, this is probably an indirect inspiration, but like scrolling through TikToks and stuff and all the stuff that's currently happening in the world. Um, I'm quite interested to see how people devote their time into providing information and educating people on certain things that like you just never think would be education, like be something you need to know. Like they're like all the news reports and stuff that gets reported on the news. These people are actually giving the facts and doing the data calculations and actually providing you with um, the correct resources, which I find really interesting because that, I guess to me, a person who's always trying to find facts, um, it gives you that extra layer deep of, where these people are finding their information, how they're finding their information. Um, there's a lot of comedy in that as well. And just like, like there's so many TikTokers who just literally talk about the royal family, like interesting facts that you just never would think of. Like all of their wedding fans are made from the same golden nugget since Queen Victoria. Oh. Like. That's so really extra. I love it. That's how so crazy cool. is that? Or like the modern day engaged royals, all of their engagement rings resemble traditional engagement rings or are in like rings that are bought or had been gifted to the royal family previously. So they never buy outside of that. Oh, jeez. It, there's like a lot of interesting. Isn't cool, there something weird to do with the cakes as well? Oh, yeah. Wedding cakes are fruit cakes. It's like a rule oh. because fruit cakes last can like be preserved for a really long time so recently they were selling like pieces of princess diana and um prince charles's wedding cake and they got <laughs> married in like the 80s what like That's recently disgusting. like a piece was going so for 500 dollars. Cool. it's not like shellacked and like preserved it's it's edible. fruit cake yeah you can still eat it there's a um there's i think the top of queen victoria's cake is still like preserved and probably still edible. That's how she, oh, my God. We've finally unlocked it. What? That's how she's lived for so long. <laughs> the queen. Elizabeth. <laughs> they preserve, yeah. they just preserve her in fruitcake. That's what so, they're doing. So that's, she is a fruitcake. That's like. it. That's 100% what they're doing. They're just piping that gross mixture no, there's into a lot of There's a lot of odd traditions that the royal family do. But, like, like recently I watched a TikTok about how they don't um, season any of their food. And That's none so of the gross. royals are allowed to eat garlic. Why is it so be- uptight? Jesus. What the fuck? They're not allowed to eat garlic. I couldn't live a life. I'm sorry. I'm precious. I couldn't live a yeah, life without a garlic. Yeah, a recipe says three cloves of garlic. We put six. Like Easy. Easy six. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. Double it as a as a rule of thumb, but God, triple it even. Yeah. Fuck. They lead a very bland diet. They look like it. <laughs> they look like it. So. Maybe they're just British. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't put the oregano on there. It's spicy. No, but yeah, that's that's pretty Hurts much. Me tongue. Yeah, that's pretty much. I think it's not so much an inspiration. Probably more of an interest. I've piqued an interest into a lot of different, I guess, stories and I guess avenues of life and trying to educate myself elsewhere, um, which is always fun. Mm. You never know what's going to come out of it. Um, oh, what is your current or who is your current primary influence? Oh, that kind of piggybacks off the last one, more or less. Or one of the last ones. Uh off you go. No, I'll let you go first. I have none. I have none. Oh. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am the influencer. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> I influence myself. I saw that new video. I'd, that was a sick video, by I'd the way. D- Thank you. Thank you. I'm like going through my backlog of uh, of Instagram videos and seeing which ones are like real worthy and TikTok worthy. And mm. there's a couple. Mm. There's a couple. So, um, what is your current or who is my current primary influence? I think um, it's quite interesting because this changes throughout your lifetime. Like for the first few years of your life, it's your parents, 
Then it might be a sibling. Then it's Jeff the Wiggle. Then it's Jeff the Wiggle. <laughs> Actually, if I want to be anyone, it's Jeff the Wiggle. No, it's Steve. <laughs> Steve from Blue's Clues. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh. you need a... There's so Sorry, many, so many Steves Steve. here <laughs> in the world. I work with two. <laughs> um, I don't know right now because it's quite an interesting... So it dabbles between like a mentor of mine and then like also a lot of the people that I'm currently working with because obviously I'm in a new industry. So a lot of what I'm learning is secondhand of what other people have experienced in my workplace. Um, and it's quite interesting to see that dynamic change from the different environments that I've been in previously. Um, but I can't pinpoint it down because it fluctuates depending on the environment for me. Hmm. That's fair. You know? um, mine's super easy. Um, and a little bit sappy. Um, and repeating myself again is the boys in the band at the moment. Like we're all just finding a reason to be, you know, either Chris is fucking killing it in the studio when it comes to overall production of the songs. Benson's killing it with art. Cam's killing it with socials and all of his background work. And Nate's killing it with all of his, like this, this dude's able to fucking drum track like a fucking madman. Um, and then Chris is able to turn it into something awesome. And then, you know, we're all just able to do all this cool shit. And that's, for me, it, getting influenced by like an outside source is all good. But when you can be influenced by your inner circle and be able to all apply it together and like that's, that's it's just, it just becomes this like this brewing pot of, uh, of creativity. Mm. Um you know, it's very specific and it's very, um, I don't want to say self-absorbent, but, you know, it's it's, it's like self-aggrandizing. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like it's our band. It's our project. And there's little bits of us inserted into it. But it's, it's uh, again, it's nice to be inspired by the band again because there was a stage there where all of us at some point really weren't because there's nothing going on. So mm. anyway. Um, I think since it's, it's it's a very similar question, I think it would be a good time to pick out another major influence in terms of bless you, Excuse major. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Uh, no. Um, major influence in the last couple of years of my life that I don't, I don't think I've, I've had a reason to talk about at least on the podcast. Um, Mister Mister Gary V himself, Mister mm. Vaynerchuk. Um, I think. I, I will still use him as the answer to this question because even though I'm not um, as constant as I used to in terms of used to consuming his content, I own two of his shoes for God's sakes. Um, but he has his own shoes. Yeah, mm, that's what he does. Yeah, and great, what? great sneakers. Yeah, um, my man Gary. No, so to keep it kind of to give you the piss, especially for people who don't know who Gary V is or have a very um a limited understanding or, or knowing of him why he's so uh, influential is that he is one of those people that have reached a point in his life both as an entrepreneur and you know that's why you follow him but both as uh, personal growth having this person being so direct no filter and giving a lot of words that i think well youth but you know me at the time really needed to hear whether it came to anything in your life personally or to do with growth and you know uh, professionally um but there is something so unbashedly seeing this man talk about how young he feels at 40 or talking about things that he's gone through in life and be like yeah no that is literally how it is and but things though you yeah you doubt him you know you, he's very charismatic he's very loud he's very he believes what he believes but even in that uh, even in that sense there's something so admirable about seeing someone just stick to his guns like that. He's like, yeah, I'm not good at much, but this is what I'm good at. Mm. And I'm going to do it to the thousandth, thousandth percent. So, yeah. Love it. That's Gary a good one. Me. I love his interview. Um, it came up again recently of the chick who's like, Gary, why do you swear so much? Oh, my much? God. I love like, that one. I love that one. He's just like, <sighs> first of all, I don't give a fuck. But, yeah. like, second of all, like, it's just not a big problem. He's like, there's it's so not. much worse fucking shit happening in the world and she's like oh but like do you do it in front of your kids and he's like yeah yeah of course he's like because it's just not a problem which is fair enough not saying that if i have kids i'm gonna be like what's going on you fucking little shit you know but 
I just don't see. I I do share that sort of same. Again, and it was the same in our family, you know. Like, eventually, once you hit a certain age in our family, it's like a it's like a license. It's like a rite of passage. All right, you're 12 now. You can say shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just there's just not that. It just wasn't a big deal because it's not. Now, mm. if I said anything like that to my mum, to her, at her, that's a wooden spoon across the arse. But, you know, anyway. You know what's interesting about swearing is they've conducted studies um, that differentiate people who swear on a regular basis to those who swear every so often. And people who swear more often are able to tolerate pain and cake, and cope better with traumatic situations than people who don't. Um because swearing desensitizes that, I guess, that instant. It's like a cathartic of, release. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck yeah. You, t- you telling me you don't feel good for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what I said. Uh, you tell yeah. me you don't feel good for a second <laughs> when you, like, you just had a, you've had a fucking shit of a day and something happens behind the wheel in traffic order, the fuck, and you just unleash. There yeah. is something so primally cathartic mm. about just going fuck yeah. behind the wheel. It feels so good. <laughs> it might just be me. I might have problems. There was a video that I saw on TikTok about a midwife going off at women saying like swear in the – like when you're giving birth, swear. It helps. Like you're allowed to because in her time, she's spent over 30 years being a midwife. She's seen that women who don't swear actually have – expressed to her how painful it was than the women who don't swear like they literally could you imagine though like you're pushing out a watermelon that's what i was gonna say could and you, you're like trying to cope yeah. with that pain like you're pushing out a whole human life you're pushing out what's going to be 60 years worth of life 80 years this isn't the fucking 50s right <laughs> 80 years worth of life and you're sitting there going Frick! Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! Unleash the videos. Oh, that just reminds me of that video of Taylor Lautner when he's getting scared. Oh god! Don't it's even. Like, oh frick me! Don't mention anyone who acted in Twilight in this room, unless it's Robert Pattinson <laughs> post Twilight. Anyway, enough, enough. But there was something like extremely like raw about being able to like. Do you ever find this is maybe me personally? Do you ever find you're more eloquent when you swear, like when you're genuinely being, say, you're passionately explaining something, whatever, but you're swearing while you're doing it? Because especially if you swear regularly, which that's me, at least not if regularly in in appropriate settings as much as I can. I do find when I swear and I'm trying to articulate how I feel, swearing actually helps me bridge that gap and I'm much more passionate. Like, not to go to the extreme where I'm like on the streets, that's not how I talk or anything, but that I feel like I get more eloquent when I swear. It is it, using using these swear words. They, like, there is something, and Anna's going to hate me for saying this, and we talk about it in the band all the time, there is something so perfect about the word cunt. Mm. Sorry, Anna, but it is the perfect word. You know it's bad the second it comes out. You can feel it. You can. That's probably one of the only words you can feel, right? It is so perfectly coarse and angry. It's just. It's just beautiful. But I do agree. I. I feel like swearing. One, it gets your point across. There's no fucking beating around the bush. It's straight ahead, but it's also what I think it is, is it's filler. It's this little, it's this little pause, this little enhancement in the sentence that works as an extra punch, but it also mm. helps you find the next few words. It Hell also yeah. helps you go, you know, you're such a, a fucking, and then you have that one second to be like, yeah, that's what you are. Yeah. You know, it helps you sort of bridge <laughs> yeah, the gap. Um, anyway, so uh, next topic is. What is a go-to song or video that you watch, listen to for inspiration? Now, mine um, mine is a video that I would watch before going to the gym or before getting up and, you know, going for a run or whatever. And it is very typical, very quintessential. It is the Rise and Grind video or Rise and Shine. It has a, it has a couple of different names now because it's been out for so long, but it will always strike me as one of the first videos of, you know, people in really gritty, sepia, fucking, you know, like black and white um, uh, setting 
lifting weights, getting up early, whacking the hood on, you know, very dark footage. And the voiceover guy being like, what are you going to do when life comes knocking? You got to get up and answer the call. You know, and there's this huge crescendo build up these epic strings in the background, you know, like time by Hans Zimmer playing in the background, you know, yeah, this always, huge epic. And you just, you know, like it's, it's, it's like two, three minutes of just like, you know, this huge build up, And then it's the fucking, the, the end phrase, the crescendo comes to a halt, this reverb and just rise and grind. It's all up to you now. So rise and shine. And you're like, yes, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. for the rest of my life. And that is a fucking video <laughs> that if I do need a little bit of a pep, if I do need a little bit of a kick, I'll find it. You know, it's in my YouTube favorites all the way back to like the start of my YouTube days and just tap that on. Damn. And yeah, that's mine. Love it. My song is Can You Feel It by the Jacksons. <laughs> It's nice. just so like immersive. Like if you have it on full, have you, do you know the song? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Oh, nice. it's so good. It just gets you in such a mood. It's my like, it's my gym song, like gym pump up song. And I used to always listen to it before going into an exam because that boost of adrenaline and endorphins in me i'm just like yes i'm ready to do it i can feel it i know everything like you go for it that's my inspiration i love how yours is like going into an exam you know <laughs> like not you know about to get up and fucking push a pb at the gym like no no no, no, no into an but exam. it can be that too it's 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 for me it's something that i can listen to and i like feel excited i get all like motivated and hyped up to do it and i can do anything when i like before a few job interviews i listen to it as well it's just something that mm. i think it, it, it's like it's like your superpower stance i don't know if you like in in um, yeah, no, exactly. yeah where people stand in the superpower stance for like a minute because yeah. like that is what gets them to like go out there do their do their thing be confident mm. um that video wise i don't have one I've, song's fine yeah the song, song's very appropriate song, that amongst many but that's probably like the first thing that comes to mind oh yeah look it up if you need inspiration i'm glad, <laughs> glad you answered a song because I, I totally passed i went straight to to video so i'll quickly get the song out of the way because then the video isn't the one i want to talk about um till this day it's still um say yes by gang of use no nice. say yes to life say yes to It's such a song that if you just need to be into it's a song that somehow manages to make you so like like sad melancholy but yet so hopeful and optimistic and you know a little bit more naive about life again all in one like four minute track um but uh video is a um it's a scene it's a scene from my favorite film of all time um the theory of everything it is towards the end of the film where stephen hawking He's the uh, uh, the actor. Oh, sorry, the character of that movie. He gives a speech about um, human endeavor. And I don't know if you've seen it, but like, it's basically him saying like, um, uh, no matter how uh, no matter how bad life can be, there is always hope. Um, there should be no uh, limit to human endeavor. Uh, where there is life, there is hope. But the way it's like the crescendo of the film. It's like everything that's been building. We've seen this man struggle to his life. You know. And well, everything just kind of boil all to this one moment. The music is swelling, and you just—it's just the words you need to hear. Like it, you just need to remind yourself that if this man, this brilliant man, can do everything in his life, then live this, live with this disability, get to that point, achieve his success. That means anything, literally anything, should be possible if he can do it. So yeah, that's, that's nice. Mm. Uh, <sighs> my song would be the bridge between uh, Ocean Floor and This Is The Time by Nothing More. I'm going to play, I'm probably going to insert all of these songs into the podcast, but I'm going to play Lovely. that fucking epic bridge right here.
So it's it's like a it's like a ball buster. Like it would definitely be the song that they open with live. But it's uh, God. The first time I heard that, I was like, "Holy shit!" And I'm pretty sure I was at the gym. And it's yeah, it's just fuel for the fire, man. I love songs like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Who's next? I think it's Russell. I think it's me for the last question of mine. Um, Blair. Cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, we said we haven't answered this really. How has, oh, sorry, what was one fictional character that has inspired you and at any point in life? One fictional character. Oh my God. I gotta think. I gotta think. You go first. Oh, oh, oh. Classic, right? I don't know the answer to my own question. <laughs> um, one fictional, I mean, there's so many, but if I, had, if I had to like really rip one out of fiction, um, I'll probably have to go to um. Oh my god, did I just blank on his name? Tyrion Lannister. Jesus, why did nice. I blank on that? Um, That's a solid one. That is a solid one. I when I say fiction, I didn't necessarily mean book. I mean here yeah, anything. Um, yeah. but specifically at a point, um, kind of you know that classic line, like you know, use the words. I can't again. I can't remember the quote right now. Um, use those hurtful words. Use it like armor, so they can't be used to hurt mm-hmm. you or something. I think. Yeah, it, just hearing that from, there's something really unique about that stance, about hearing a fictional character, not saying that obviously those words can't be spoken by anyone in real life, but just kind of in that context, in that moment in the show, really does set him apart as a, as a character because um, he's not just a drunkard. He's not just this. He's not just that. Gives you a lot of depth that you, you don't think, you know, when you see people like that, you realize they do have their demons, but at the end of the day, they've been through a lot and they have something to offer. So I guess seeing Tyrion that first season of Game of Thrones, yeah, I'll have to pick that one moment. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't think. The only person that comes to mind is um, a character from Grey's Anatomy. Her name is Joe Wilson. She lived in her car for the, like the first 16 years of her life and she became a doctor. That's cool. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've finished the book Elantris uh, from oh, Brandon Sanderson. Nice. Amazing, incredible fucking book. Ending fell off, but uh, it suffers, suffers a little bit from um, <laughs> first book artists, but that's totally fine. It still has a brilliant story. Um, is the one of the three main characters. Um, I think you pronounce it Rowden, but I call him Raiden because it's just easier. Um, Sounds nicer too. So his um his whole situation is there's this blessing that takes people by chance, um and it would turn these just random citizens in the night it would turn them into gods, shining silver skin, beautiful white hair, the connection to magical powers, um and all this other great shit. But uh, ten years ago it started actually cursing people. And this beautiful city that all these gods would come to, Elantris, turns into just this absolute muck of a place, um, like a basically the slums. Um, and the people, rather than having this beautiful white silver skin, have this really blotchy, really, you know, disgusting curse on them. Um, so his whole thing is that he g- literally gets cursed. Um, whatever pain they they receive while they're cursed, they feel it forever. So if you stub your toe, that initial and that lasting pain, you feel forever. It doesn't go away. Your body's technically dead, so it doesn't recover. And there's people that don't really recover from that and they actually go insane. His thing is that he eventually finds a way to fight the pain and it's just to keep the mind occupied through tasks, through small little endeavors and, sh- and 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 shit like that so he's just overall optimism when there's gangs that are trying to kill people when there's this looming constant reminder of death and even though you are already dead technically this place beyond death which is just a horrible thought his optimism and his ability to just go nope we do it for the people of elantris we do it for us we we do it for our sanity because if we go then this place stays exactly the same. There's no chance that us making it better. There's no chance of us making ourselves better. Um, and that whenever his chapters would come up, I would always say, I'm going to stop at Raiden's chapter, always. 
and I would always read ahead. And then I would read two chapters more until it got back to him. And his story in that whole arc of the of the book is mm. beautiful. Beautiful story. Survivalist. That's a bit like my, my yeah. expression, Joe. I'll build on framework because I didn't get a chance to. But um, I think the thing I love about Joe Wilson or her character in Grey's Anatomy is she's a fighter. So she like was abandoned at a um, fire station, went through foster system, no one adopted her, ended up living in her car, uh, got into a relationship um, and like, which was abusive, ended up making her way through med school and like became a doctor, followed into um, the footsteps of Meredith Grey um, and then decided general surgery wasn't what she wanted. She wanted to make a difference and wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, and so spoiler alert, spoiler alert um went into um gynecology and pediatrics type stuff because she got really attached to newborns and stuff um and I think just that the survivor mentality I can relate to quite a lot um but also it's quite inspiring when you see someone come from nothing and make it into something um which I hope I can do one day but next question last question last question do you have a quote that inspires you if so what is it it's a big, nice have, snappy one. To yes, finish I have many. So I'll um, if do either of you know yours? I know mine because that okay. was my question. You go from the top. The of one your that head. I'm prepared for. Yeah. Um, it is chop wood, carry water, which is a Japanese proverb that has many different interpretations. Um, the full quote is, um, I think it's is it ascension or en- enlightenment. So mm-hmm. before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. It's this it's this proverb that sort of uh, encapsulates the fact that, you know, no matter if you are at the very top of the food chain, whether you're crazy wealthy or whether you're fighting it in the slums, you always have to do the mundane tasks. You always have to do the small things, mm-hmm. the things that help you live. Um, but it had, like I said, it has many different interpretations. The way I interpret it is just almost keep like keep going keep doing you know you just have to keep doing the small things in order to get to the big thing um i do like the fact that this quote sort of uh brings it back it doesn't tell you to do something outrageously big you know have the big hairy audacious goal you know you know fight the dragon do this you know all these other fucking quotes that have all these you know big grandiose schemes to them this one's just simple it is just chop wood carry water do what needs to be done. Do the small things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you make it all the way or if you are just doing what you are right now. Chop wood, carry water. Mm. Mine, I've got two, but I won't ex- I won't go deep and explain them because they're kind of self-explanatory. Um, both by Maya Angelou. First one is, if you are always trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you can be. And then the second one is, I've learned that people will forget what you said People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That's nice. Oh. That that gives into, you know, treating people with kindness. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a walking quote book and <laughs> if I had to pick up one, I'd probably pick the, <clears throat> the one that kind of embodies me, or I guess embodies what I, I feel is really important. And, um, uh, that is something I still need to get tattooed, but I haven't had a chance to over the last two, three years. Um, I want to get it underneath my ribcage, under the heart, because the quote is, the heart is a muscle and I want to make it strong. So that is a quote from a Gang of You song. Um, and it kind of, it's it's very loaded in the sense of, it's it's really up to your interpretation. But for me and my personal meaning, I think I have much more value over my own happiness. And I guess also not giving up because the heart is so multifaceted it is both for your (laughs) whether it's romantically relationship or just you yourself and your your drive everything is housed in that in that heart i guess making that strong is meaning not not don't uh stray away from making sure that you are making like making sure that muscle continues to be strong that you are bettering yourself that you are putting yourself in a mindset to always keep that heart happy, to keep yourself going. Um, but yeah. 
a good, it's a great song, by the way. Please listen to it. Wonderful song. It's beautiful. Gosh. Even better live. Uh, and we will leave it there because we've just breached the hour mark. And I feel like if we go anymore, we're probably going to cry because we're soft like that. But I'll cry after this. I, I, me too. It's just a nightly thing at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, man. Uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us for an hour. Mm. And uh, episode 27, uh, I still can't – I know I say it every week, but uh, it's, it's it's very cool to be able to do this for as long as we have and hopefully longer still. Yes. Uh, follow and mm. subscribe and – comment and all the and all the other stuff that helps the podcast grow yeah. if you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts as well that really helps even if you don't listen on um apple Podcasts, if you listen on spotify just quickly jump over there and leave us a little review that'd be really great it helps mm, agreed it's nice we finally got our apple shit sorted too in the background so we can see and interact with you guys as well yeah because that yeah anyway <laughs> long story long story we'll save it for another day <laughs> Thank you for your listenership, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye.